Hello everyone, my name is Chris Jordan and welcome to Backwards. This is uh, the podcast where I bring on interesting people who I think are doing interesting things and talk to them about their craft and how they started and how they got to where they are now. It's been a few months since the first episode and for that, I really just do say that I'm I'm sorry. I've uh, just been putting it off and making a lot of excuses, but I'm getting back into the swing of things. Uh, so now this podcast is going to be going up every single Sunday. I already have next week's episode lined up and ready to go. So this week we're going to start with my good friend Blake Talent, who is a very, very talented musician uh, who I've been friends with uh, personally for a few years now. And I wanted to bring him on and talk to him about his current projects and his start in music because I think that he has a lot of good things to say that you can apply if you're a musician yourself or if you want to be a musician or, you know, in just your day-to-day lives. I think there are things that you can pick up. And I always just love listening to upcoming artists talk about their craft. And I really enjoyed this conversation with Blake. And at the end, he actually premieres one of uh, his unreleased songs, which is great. I think uh, all of his music projects are great, which we get into. And all of the links to his music and his personal stuff will be in the description. And uh, yeah, so thank you guys so much for checking into this episode. I'm so sorry for taking a break. Though you know, the response to the first episode uh, with Tyler Babin was was amazing. And I should have immediately, you know, started uploading more episodes. And this one's been been done for a while. I was just, um, I don't know, I just, I just put it off and it was really dumb of me. So if you're sticking around and checking this episode out, I really appreciate it. Stay listening till the end. I just think there's a lot of good things to learn from this and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. So uh, without further ado, welcome to Backwards with our guest, Blake Talent. to the podcast if you could just tell the world out there who you are and what exactly it is that you do yeah i am blake and i play music and i'm a student right now what's your project what do you go by i kind of work under a few different names per se it it sort of depends on who i'm involved with at the time but my like songwriting project right now is god bless relative that's the name but i also play for bands like old sea brigade and my fever a few different artists between nashville and atlanta at the time cool so but god bless relative is kind of your main one yeah it's my like it's my like songwriting like outlet and how long have you been doing that one since mid 2015 or so Mm -hmm. i think it was like the middle of 2015 whenever i think i was writing a song i was living with my friends weston and garrett and i think Wes like popped in was like you should make that a thing or something i don't know and kind of been doing that ever since that's awesome and you just put out your first ep with that like how long like a month ago two months ago or a few weeks ago You don't even okay. No. If you don't know, then it's good that I don't fully remember. Then we're good. We're on the same page. Cool. Uh, well, the the whole point of this, the podcast for me is I want to bring people on and kind of go back to the beginning. So I view you as like a pretty successful musician. I think you're doing a lot of really cool stuff. And so I kind of wanted to go back and learn about the beginning. Like at what age? Well, first off, like what is your main what's your main instrument? First off, thanks for thinking that about me. Um, <laughs> And I would say primarily I play guitar for different people. But you kind of play everything, if I'm not mistaken. Well, my first instrument was, you know, the drum set. Mm -hmm. Good choice. I I wanted to be like just a rock drummer, pretty much. (laughs) I think we all do. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah I think maybe there's like a a depth inside of us where we all want to be something that we're not or <laughs> everything that we're not you know yeah maybe there's something to be said about that wow well then cool so if you're first it's like what age did you start playing music I got really serious about it when I was like 10. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Like I, I would like give people that dead look in their eye. Like <laughs> I know exactly who I'm going to be sort of oh thing. But I don't know like how, you know, I don't really know the definition of successful or, or like professional I was. But mm-hmm. I would say I got serious about it when I was 10. Cool. You know. Do you remember like what band or song inspired you? Like for me straight up it was the Jonas Brothers like sure. I remember going home turning on Disney Channel and like the year 3000 uh, I was about music to video ask, year 3000 right? yeah that's that's the one and I like saw them like the garage opens up and they start playing and I was like that's what I want to be so I immediately like went and got a get, made my dad like get me like a really like first act guitar and oh, I started there yeah. and stuff like that so what was like do you remember if they hopefully not the Jonas Brothers because I'm embarrassed oh, to kind of say that, that. <laughs> they were also they were also my first concert but it's just I don't like to bring that up that much but so yeah like well who was who inspired you to kind of you know like be a rock star drummer in the beginning I saw a live band called Lily White here in Panama City I was young I can't remember the exact age I said 10 but I think what really made me like get into rock and roll was seeing them play live and seeing their energy I guess their creativity they were cool they were like a experimental but heavier rock band in the regard of like it was like a mix of Radiohead with heaviness to it you know (laughs) but it wasn't like full-on you know screaming or anything like that it was like kind of my cup of tea like the things I I liked a lot when I was that age that's cool that's cool that that was like somebody local that you saw like a live band to like inspire you it's a better story than mine and uh it's definitely not necessarily <laughs> i mean i guess it depends on who's on who's listening sure. um cool so you got serious about it when you were 10 you know like did anybody ever like you know be negative about it where was everyone fairly supportive i mean like obviously you're 10 years old so i hopefully no one was putting you down at 10 years old but as you started to get older you know was that a thing that people were negative about I mean, yeah, because I wasn't that good. Mm -hmm. You know, no one's really good, instantly good at what they do, typically unless they're like a virtuoso or a genius. So, (laughs) I mean, yeah, everybody, you know, discourages everybody in a regard. It's like a tough phrase. But one person in particular, I think, was my mentor, which is what I'm thankful for. Mm -hmm. I had a mentor from like the age of 11 or so until 17, 18, and he was... He was pretty damn hard on me. Really? <laughs> you know, wow. Yeah, he was he was definitely like the most encouraging yet the most brutal voice in my life musically, I'd say. In what way? Like what kind of things did he say say to you that would I mean like to make you feel bad or was it like man I want to get better now? I kind of grew up with a tough skin for the most part. So, you know, it was stuff I could handle for sure. It was kind of maybe what some people would define as really really brutal but Mm -hmm. I mean I don't know just random things like he was really emphasizing like pocket for Mm -hmm. drummers you know and stuff like that he would tell me to listen to people like Steve Jordan people who can play like in the pocket out of the pocket things like that on on command which is really incredible and I think that when I wouldn't understand certain concepts I would just you know get yelled at or get like a thrown like a drumstick thrown at. oh really so it was like whiplash like have you seen? Oh, I have think you it's seen like a soft core whiplash for sure. The more the more and more I think about it, like it was intense. Yeah. 
But I think that that's good though. That because I think that when people don't have somebody that's harsh on them, like. Like if I had the same thing too. Like when I went to high school, like my first like drumline instructor was like was super. Sean? Yeah, his name was Sean. Yeah. He was super super tough on me. Like I'm talking like I got thrown on an instrument that I did not know how to play. It was like fifth bass drum, and so in like two weeks, you know, I had to like learn how to play it, learn how to march with it, and it was like really really tough. But from that first thing, I grew like such a thick skin towards criticism and like learned to like take it and apply it. And I think that a lot of people like don't. Do that. So I think that having like at least one good mentor in your life is super important. And, and like, would you say that that really was probably the person that shaped you the most as a musician? Oh, for sure, for sure. I would say, and and two, I think if you're a musician or a creative person, you should never not like have a mentor in your life. Like, I, I think that it's like really important to to never stop like growing in that regard. There's always something like we don't understand or know as as creative people mm-hmm. and so it's nice to have that person who can help you along so do you still have like a mentor today or is it kind of like your friends or i'd say right now it's been more peer driven in the past few years than ever so like i said earlier it, it's funny the band that influenced me to really want to play music lily white I, it's weird because i ended up like working with them now cool on a on a regular basis that's awesome so it's it's really refreshing and cool to hear their ideas and, and literally work with them on records mm-hmm. to where, like, you know, their thoughts really uh, edify me, you know, as a player and as a producer. That's cool. That's cool that it comes, like, full circle. I love that. Like, when, like, there's been experiences that I've had where I, like, look up to stuff and then later on I work for that, like, thing. Like, sure. And I think that's that's super cool and super important. I want to talk about your experience with like becoming an artist and your and your terms and kind of like your previous bands and how you like so like what what age did you start your first actual band? I was in a couple bands before I started my first band, but my first one was started with my friend Adam Lee called Chelsea Sinking. Yeah, you know it's funny. <laughs> we were not friends at the time, but I went to your concerts and I think it was oh, like really? your album release that you guys had like promoted on the radio and everything and I actually brought a date to that show oh and uh yeah no that did you end up getting that, kissed that did not anything? last very long oh, but sorry, it was man. still cool yeah <laughs> it's okay it was uh it's not meant to be and now things are much much better <laughs> but I remember going to that show it seems I, like it seems like you're doing really well yeah man. no life is good but I remember going to that show and I was like man, these guys are so cool. And because uh, I was just like, that was one of the first bands locally that I had seen. And I just thought it was super cool. But so and now like, we just hang out. Yeah, now, now <laughs> we're just friends. So, it, you know, it, it, it came full circle. For sure, took, man. It took a while. But um, so you started Chelsea Sinking and that was at what age? Like 16, 17? Yeah, 16 or 17. I started with uh, Adam and Matt. Matt's his older brother. He played bass and he wrote most of the songs at oh, that really? time. With that being your first band, what kind of things? Because obviously it lasted how many years? I don't know, man. I, I know it lasted like a little bit out of high school, which, you know, looking back on that seems a little ridiculous to to keep it going that long but I think like my junior and senior year of high school I was pretty serious about it so about a little bit after high school yeah a little bit after high school I'd say I I was uh I wasn't going to college or school at the time but I really wanted to like I I really like school really like education interesting learning different things yeah cool okay well then I want to yeah so let's talk about that because like 
most people you're like, okay, I have this dream. Like I want to, you know, drop out of school and just like pursue the dream, but you're kind of pursuing the dream, but you're also still like making sure you're in school and all that. So like, what, what about education do you find important? Like what makes you not want to just focus on the music? I feel like sometimes there's like this two sided argument where people say school doesn't matter. just experience things. And, you know, other people say school matters a lot. You know, you can't just do things like that. And what I like about education is just, of course, you're, you're going to learn from your peers either way. But say if I do something like online, which I'm currently doing, you know, I'm pursuing a degree online. It's like I have the benefit of of learning from these different people and like getting their thoughts and having pretty brilliant like professors and instructors. But at the same time, I can practically, you know, tour and work with artists as much as I want, you know, within reason, you know, so that's, that's a nice benefit. I don't know if that directly answered your question. No, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Well, what are you, what are you you studying music though? Is it kind of. Yeah. Music production. Okay. Okay. So then it, then it ties in. That's, that's cool. It it works out. Cool. Cause like, there's a lot of people who are like, you know, they're going to school for, you know, something they don't want to do while they're also trying to like be creative on the side and make that their thing. Right. But with you, you're kind of being smart cause you're like being a musician but you're also learning like behind the scenes and the business side of that. So that's kind of a, yeah, that's like a, that's a two birds, one stone kind of thing. Sure. I mean, it's, it's definitely not a traditional education, you know, like I think all the things I'm interested in, like school wise would probably be considered useless. Like, I don't know, like (laughs) after, after I got this degree, like I would want to get a degree in like something, something like philosophy or something, you know, just something like, (laughs) <laughs> no one would, you know, really use that for anything uh-huh. practically. But I mean, those are, I just, you know, I care about being educated in things that interest me per se. That's know, awesome. As, as long as I can afford it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's super, that's super important. Like for me, I'll say that I'm more on the side of like, you know, life's more about experiences than education. Sure. Unless you're like studying something that truly does like impact you in a meaningful way. Like right now, I'm just taking biology and. I don't care about biology, but if I was studying something like film, which they don't really offer at the school that I'm at, like that's, that's different. So I I think, but I do think that that's cool that you are still staying like in college and you're like pursuing education. And uh, yeah, I think that that's cool. I just wanted to go on that tangent for a second, just kind of hear your thoughts on that. So back to the, the bands I wanted to know. So like you had that first band and then how did how did that shape you? Like you started it, you guys had shows, you made a record and everything. What did what did you learn from that that went into your next band, which was My Fever? Is that correct? Yeah, that that is the case. What I learned out of that is just don't really trust anyone. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I think, that's it. Yeah, so um, you know, it's it's kind of weird. I don't really tell people about this, but uh, that band. Um, I sunk my like um, initial college fund into that band. What that I mean by that is we worked with a PR company and this like talent like agency that you know is is built on like promising these weird things like freedom and like you know as an artist and like you know and returns you know as as like a successful artist and things like that. So my family and I sunk a lot of money into that in hopes that, you know, I would be successful as, as some sort of artist figure or something like that. And, you know, when returns were a little diminished and, you know, I, I figured out that honestly, at the end of the day, we were not really that good. Mm -hmm. Like 
that was definitely a bummer. And it taught me a huge lesson to just, you know, stay a little more skeptical. And it also, you know, honestly, probably drove me now to be, you know, like we just talked about, stay educated and um, keep learning about things because ignorance is kind of awful in mm-hmm. situations like that. Yeah. So, wow. So, it, I mean, it just, it didn't really, didn't really work out, but were you like, I mean, if, unless you don't want to talk about where you like, did they cheat you out of your money? Was it that sort of thing? Like, are you saying like, oh, no, be, it, was, be skeptical it, was all, of, it was all on me, you know, okay, it's, so like I'll I say, just, it was just ignorance. So don't be like, like be smartly optimistic. Would that, would that be kind of the, the message you're trying to? Yeah, sure. Be aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I mean, I wouldn't say that the music was awful. Like, I, I mean, I went to that concert. I thought it was cool. But but I, I do think that there's a lesson there. It's like, don't go too far, like, like over your head with certain things, maybe, until you feel until you feel ready. Like, I'm just trying to understand, like, that situation a little bit. Well, I, I think it's... Maybe what I'm trying to say is everybody's trying to make a dollar, so just ask more questions why they're trying to make that dollar. Yeah. Okay. And how? Cool. Yeah, I think I think if a lot of people are listening that are interested in being musicians and kind of going that route, because like uh, the bands that I'm in, like we haven't done any sort of thing like that where we've reached out to PR people, and I'm always kind of I'm kind of skeptical, and I think a lot of people can be because it is sort of that like you're paying these people to hopefully in return give you certain success and Obviously, it will come down to sometimes some of the music, but also kind of making sure that money goes in the right place to the right people mm-hmm. and to and to do that right thing. So that's interesting to know. But from there, from that band, you went on to do My Fever. Yeah, well, and in between that, I kind of like quit for a second. Really? I quit music for like three, like three weeks or okay. something. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, you know, well, I don't, I was um, like, I don't think I even noticed that you stopped playing ever, but. Yeah, it was just like a exercise to see like okay well that didn't work out would this work and it's like no not really Wait, <laughs> yeah. so was that after the chelsea seeking stuff kind of stopped you just you quit? yeah it was like after that ended the guys moved home mm-hmm. i was like you know i i can't do this right now i i literally can't respond to this ending with more yeah. of what we just did and so yeah there was like a period where i was you know, looking at other options for schooling and things like that. Wow. That's crazy. To me, that's from you. That's crazy to hear. But that's good that you I mean, you like so like three weeks passed and then you were just like, OK, no, I can't be done. Yeah. Well, three weeks passed. And then I discovered this place called Hillsong College and decided to go there for a year and try to be like a pastor. Yeah, <laughs> that where like it's still involved like music mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah so like for people that i mean like i'm sure a lot of people kind of know what hillsong is but for people that don't can you kind of break break it down a little bit more it's just a mega church just a mega church yeah. <laughs> that has a lot of and so you were going to be like a music pastor or like a yeah something like that i think it was like it, again it was like a situation of like a ignorant kind of drive to be like this idea of a young pastor that played music Mm -hmm. and so i was like that sounds cool i'll like go to school for a year well originally the plan was three years then come back and plant like a a church or something whatever everyone is doing in the south Mm -hmm. when there is already (laughs) a church on every single corner Uh in the south absolutely yeah interesting so you had chelsea sticking quit for three weeks 
then kind of was like, I'm going to go to Hillsong, do that whole thing. But then you came back here. And while you were there, though, like that's when you started this other band, My Fever, correct? Mm-hmm. And then so like then you finally came home and you guys started playing. Or no, it wasn't while I was there. I'm sorry. Um, okay. it, I started the band with Wes right before I moved. Okay. And so then, then you moved away, but you guys were still like trying to figure out how to make it work while you were... It's kind of complicated. It's yeah. like this thing of like we started the band and then we were like taking steps to being towards being more serious and like being a little more established as a group. Mm -hmm. And then Wes decided he didn't want to do music anymore and just wanted to do like the pastor thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, fine, I will do that too, I guess, Uh you know? Interesting. Um, And then while I was over there, Wes had hit me up saying like, dude, I want to be serious about this. (laughs) I want to do it again. I want you involved. I'm just like, you suck right now like <laughs> wait so did you go like after he decided that was that where you're like okay i guess i'll go to hillsong which was in australia sydney so, it was, yeah, okay yeah. so you like did he say that and then you went to sydney no i had been in sydney okay. for about half a year okay okay um maybe a little less than half a year and he was like i want to do a band seriously now mm-hmm. and i've always believed in wes as a writer and as a musician so it was it's very easy for me to say yes to doing that. Mm-hmm. So my three years got sh- cut short to one year. So then, you, so you came back for that band. I did. And so, and so, tell me about that experience because this is like now you've entered another point of your life where you had had one band, you learned quite a bit, and you came to this one that you guys were going to take very serious. And so, what kind of lessons did you learn, or like what kind of things were you thinking about going into that? Because I feel like. Some people may be listening that are at a certain point in their band where they're like, okay, I want to kick it into the next level, start taking it serious. Or people who maybe one day are going to be in a band and want, and want to take it serious, not just be you know a garage band. So like, what kind of things were you going into it this time? Well, my mentality was just to make, I guess, the best records we could within the definitions of what we thought was good or what we thought was awesome. I don't know, we grew up... Grew up on a lot of records from 90s-ish groups. Well, I, I can't speak for Wes and Gary. I don't really know the music they grew up on because mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if they had TV. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they, they were one of those families. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, myself, like, going into it, I, I just wanted to simply make records like, like them, like Lily White, mm-hmm. you know, but, like, an expansion on it, I think. Or, like, Radiohead, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, like, any kind of band like that was kind of like the motive to make like the best version of that we could within our own original ideas. How did that go? I mean, it's been a few years now that that band's been together. Mm-hmm. So how do you think it's gone since then? Like what, what sort of things have you learned from that? I would say a huge lesson I've, I've personally learned from that is learn to work with people better. Yeah. Because I mean, being in a band, like, I mean, you're working together with your, your bandmates, but then you also have to worry about, I mean, I'm sure like the producers you work with, picking the right people for that, picking the right people to do media stuff with and all that thing. Like what, like, how do you go about making sure that, you know, you're treating everyone like the, like in in a professional and like a positive way? I would say for me, it was just learning empathy. I think after the Chelsea sinking stuff, it ended, I, I became like a pretty like hard, unapproachable person. Um, because of like the horrible taste that left in my mouth. Mm -hmm. And so like, 
And there was some other stuff like with the church that made me a little bitter, I guess. And so I became just kind of a bitter dude. Yeah. Um, and I stayed that way through like the course of while I was working directly with my fever mm-hmm. as like a member. Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't like a, a completely positive experience for that reason. Interesting. You know, so I, empathy is huge for mm-hmm. me now. Like I, I always try to emphasize that in my life mm-hmm. all the time. That's awesome. That, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think a lot of people would be in that same situation. I mean, if you have like some certain goal and it doesn't kind of like, or a dream and it doesn't work out at first, you know, I think a lot of people could be bitter, but I think it's important that, you know, you've grown from that. I think a lot of people may not grow from that and will stay the same. I think it's cool that you've like realized that after just a little bit and you've, and you've changed that. So, so now that you've, you were in my fever for a few years, but now recently you've kind of, you're like a, you play with them, but you're not like an official member. Is that? No. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been working with a few other artists that, you know, it, it brought me to a point to where I needed to see my way out Mm -hmm. of that group as a full-time member. And I still work with them. Like I just worked with them on this latest record that they'll release. And, um, I'm trying to go more of like a production route really, like, and just working with artists that way. But, um, yeah, after my friend Ben Kramer showed up, who is old C brigade life just got way too busy to commit to only one band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many bands are you in? Three or four. And do you find that, do you find that, do you find <laughs> that hard? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a good, that's a good answer. Do you find it hard to balance all of those different bands? You know, like remembering, all the music, keeping up with all the different schedules. Is that, is that tough? No. No? That's awesome. Not really, because they're all just my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's just a matter of, I mean, they're my best friends, I should say. I mean, these dudes are just people I can walk into a room with, whether it's Ben, Lee Hicks, Dustin Price. You know, they're, these are just people that we have, like, mutual understandings of each other, and we just want to make great music, and so we do. That's as simple as that. I think that's like, and I, I've always seen that from like the outside and I've always thought that's like super cool. Like that's kind of the dream. I think for a lot of musicians just to like play with your best friends and you were able to do that with like, like multiple bands. I think that's really freaking cool. I want to talk to you kind of about your latest project. God Bless Relative is basically a communal band. It's not really, I mean, it's my songs and my ideas, but like the people who play on my records and the people who I have out on tour when we play live, it's never the same band per se. So you never really know who you're going to get. And I think that's what's like really special yeah. about being in the studio also. Um, I mean, I know we, we've only made ro- one record, but we're working on the new songs now. And this will be like the newer opportunity for like other people to like be involved in like the music making, which will be really interesting to see since that has worked out so well live so far. That's awesome. Yeah, so, like, does the experience change between members? Like, do people, like, kind of write their own parts, or is it all, like, the album parts? Well, that's the best part. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, like, the best part of some records can be, like, this random thing that, say, like, my friend Luke did mm-hmm. on Luke Seeger, who's a fabulous drummer. So, like, the smallest, like, sounds on certain records, like, just, like, little, like, taps or something, those can be, like, the biggest parts mm-hmm. of, like, what makes a record good, right? Yeah. And I think that what's really cool to see is how other friends of mine who play live interpret that, Mm -hmm. you know, or do it differently. Mm -hmm. And so it's just this funny 
it's interesting. Yeah, you know, it's it's just really cool to see how like even the smallest details of music can be interpreted by people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm sure you you plan on doing this project for for a while. Do you have a vision for it? Like, where do you want to see it in five years? Like, do you want to make it your full time thing, or you just mentioned that you wanted to do production? Like, are you trying to become like a full-time touring artist or are you trying to just like, you know, you're playing music, you're touring when you can, but do you want to like mainly be a, like a producer? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean like the goals are a bit ambitious, but like my dream is like a mix between like Blake Mills and Butch Walker, which are both like producers who are also fabulous artists, you know, in, in my opinion. And so that's like the goal that I've been working toward. So yeah, I mean like, I definitely want to have some sort of songwriting outlet that's like strictly just cathartic for me because I need that shit while also like having the capacity and time to just work with bands and and try to like as a producer or as an engineer, just try to give them the best session, try to make the best record for them as an artist and assist them and be there for them. That's cool. You just want to be all about the music. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's awesome. Well, cool. I think the last thing before we uh, have you play a song for the people out there so they can get a taste of, you know, we've been talking for like 30 minutes, but, you know, what do you what do you sound like? Well, I think you sound sure. awesome. But uh, the, la- the last question I kind of wanted to ask was, you know, for anybody that is listening that is a musician or maybe there's people out there that, you know, want to be a musician, but they're like, ah, you know, I don't have the time for that. I'm not not good enough. Like what is your biggest piece of advice to, to people that are musicians or want to be musicians? I would say if I had advice for whatever that is worth, it is don't take compliments seriously and take results more seriously, you know? So especially as creative people, we can be caught in this culture where we're always like being encouraged by people and like, Everyone's a genius. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're a no, genius absolutely. for doing this. You're you're a virtuoso and it's like don't take that shit seriously. Do you think it's do you think it's dangerous to take that serious? Cuz like I mean with myself like doing a lot of video stuff and and music stuff like compliments, I've gone to the point where like I kind of do think sometimes for the compliments and if and if I don't get it, it kind of makes me feel like uh, well maybe this isn't as good. I've recently realized like it like you're saying it's not about that. And right. if people are complimenting you, like it's it's bad. But do you do you think it's dangerous to I'm not saying compliments are bad per se. I'm just saying um I mean if you're getting compliments, at least you're probably doing something right. But sure. I mean, yeah, I mean to each his own in that regard. But what I love about you, Chris, and like the stuff you do with like video work is like you're saying, sure, you may not get as many compliments as you want for like what you're doing. You may not be like reciprocated for the hard work you're putting in in that regard, but I I see the results you're making and I feel like just the art itself should be as rewarding mm-hmm. Absolutely. As, as a quote unquote compliment. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that's all that really matters in the end also. If there's another piece of advice, it's just make make art that edifies you as a person. Well, cool. That's that's really all the questions that I have for you. I appreciate you uh, sitting down and answering these. But for now, let's go. Let's play a song. Okay, man. This is a song I wrote a few nights ago, so it won't be heard on a record wow, for so a long time. <laughs> so this is like this exclusive, is exclusive behind the scenes. Chris, <laughs> this is a song called Soggy Humans.
And that is the end of today's episode. Thank you guys seriously so much for listening. I uh, hope you got a lot from this. I hope you enjoyed. Now, if you want to share this podcast around, I would really, really appreciate it. Um, Other than that, you know, every single Sunday, this podcast will be uploaded. Uh, For right now, I'll be going on my YouTube channel. It's on SoundCloud, and I'm working on getting it on iTunes. Um, So just be checking in, or you can follow me on all my social media, where I will also be spamming everybody trying to get them to listen but i'm gonna go i hope you guys have a great week and i will see you next week on backwards